Welcome to Soul Awareness with Constance Mesmer. Today I'm going to talk about energy and auric fields, one of my favorite topics, because it's so important in your own soul and spiritual development. This session will be especially helpful for those of you that realize that you're empathic, for those of you that are highly sensitive beings or easily get bogged down and drained when you're around other people. So I hope you enjoy today's session. And of course, at the end, there'll be homework. As you know, everything is made up of energy. We are physical, mental, emotional, spiritual beings. And that spiritual part, that's your energy. It's the part of you that continues on after the body has um, finished this life and you've died, but your energy still continues on that soul spirit energy. Um, But I want to talk to you today about how you can work with it and tune in to your soul awareness, specifically on the energetic plane. Um, I also want to remind you how important it is to honor what you discover while uh, working with your own energy field. And this session is going to get into that. I remember one time going into church early, well before mass, to have some prayerful meditation time. I sat at the end of the pew, which was on the aisle, And I closed my eyes and began to pray, just bringing my awareness up to God. And while I was deep, deep in meditative prayer in the stillness and the quiet of the church, I remember very, very clearly and very um, succinctly feeling my energy to my right shift like this big wave passing me. And I heard the footsteps, so I knew someone had passed me. And I knew that their auric field was so bright and so wide and so full of love and so blessed, if you will, that um, they were able to kind of emanate. And I opened my eyes and I remember I looked and there was this woman who had just passed me, her and her husband. And I I was shocked. I turned my head to her and she kind of caught my awareness too and looked at me and um after mass i was like wow you are a holy woman and her husband laughed he's like how did you know she is very holy i said because i felt it when you passed me i could sense your field your energy field of light and love you know people this is why in so many of the um beautiful images and paintings and everything uh there's you know the saints and the beautiful beings that have work with divine consciousness are glowing. They're glowing. And there's these rays of light in the picture. That's real. You know, that's their auric field, my friends, as is the halo on the top of the head, that higher, highest chakra, the crown chakra and beyond is a light and a blaze with the God connection. And um, I just, I loved it. I loved chatting with her afterwards. And it was, um, really cool to be in her presence because being in her presence was also healing for me Um, because, you know, she's tapped into that love light and it sits in her energy field and she exudes it. And so she doesn't have to do anything. She has to put her hands on me or pray for me or anything. Just being in that light space. um, I could feel it. I I felt like weeping. It was a pretty powerful experience. 
It is also one of the ways that I can sense angels in the room. Um, the psychic term for it is clairsensation, where I feel that something is shifting my own energy. What does that mean, shifting my own energy? You know, it could feel like a um, uh, like a, a fullness that kind of bumps into you. It can feel like goosebumps or um, depending upon the situation, it could also feel like chills. Just in a certain area, not your whole body necessarily, but like off to the side that the angels are, or off to the side that the being is. But um, oftentimes when my eyes are closed and I'm doing Reiki healings on people and I haven't even asked them to come in, I'll sense an ener uh, energy in the room. My eyes will be closed and I'll sense maybe something off to my right because literally I feel it kind of um, not as a pressure per se, but it is a, a, a difference in the it is a difference in the atmospheric pressure off to the same side as they are. And then I'll either open my eyes physically to look in that space in the room to see if I could see them or I'll look into their realm. And when I look into their realm, I can do it with eyes closed or eyes open and I see their abundant light and uh, God grace that flows from them. But angels often uh, are first, <laughs> the first way that I know that they're in the room is I sense their energy and it's a beautiful thing. Further on down the line, when I do a whole section on angels, I'll, I'll, I'll teach you and give you exercises to work and see angels and the difference that you'll experience with them compared to um, other realms of spirit. But uh, God love those angels, but uh, definitely the energy shifts and they are energy shifters. Um, they work with us all the time. So there's that. I've told you too about how the energy of the room shifted when I had my God experience when God came to my <laughs> treatment room. Um, you know, how does that feel? You've felt it before. You've, I mean, you've felt the energy of love before. That's the energy that emanated and filled the room with, from God. It's the same when you're really excited about seeing someone, like your whole being can come alive and you're just jazzed and, um, you know, you, you, you can get it when you're moved by a mystical experience, whether you're hiking in mountains or out in nature and seeing a really beautiful thing, you can feel that the, your, your kind of your energy or your experience shifts from kind of maybe the mundane or whatever to something more elated. This is not, I'm not talking about the emotional content because I'll get into that later, but it's really about noticing your energy shifting. And, and you're going to want to re-listen to this episode twice because as I get into describing it more and teaching you more, you're going to want to re-listen to this first part and then you'll go, oh, I get what she's saying. I get what she's saying. <laughs> So your auric field, because we're made up of energy, um, it, it extends, it's not only does it fill in our whole body, but it also um, emanates from our body. And it's called your aura. And there's a lot on, you know, online and everywhere about it. It's not a new concept or a new awareness to it. All this stuff has always been. It's just maybe our, our education, our awareness to it is shifting and we're growing and learning more. But the cool thing about your org field, get this, is 
it, you can move it with intention. How's that? How cool is that? I remember when I was teaching um, Reiki classes and I was like, gosh, spirit, I really need help teaching about the auric field because I also teach a chakra class and um, an energy, energy sensitives, energies class and a empathic class. So I, I needed something to kind of give people an idea of noticing their energy field and how we can actually move it. And so I just put out that wish to spirit. And do you know the next day I'm driving along? Because it's fast. Like, listen, when you ask for help from the spirit realm and it's for your highest good, and especially I was asking the angels and they are like, listen, we're on it. You ask, we're on it. Um, so the next, the next day I'm driving along and what's on the side of the road. I live in a place where people put stuff on the side of the road and sometimes they put free or whatever. There was something on the side of the road and it was like free and I hadn't even gotten all the way up to it. And, you know, I felt the angels going, pick that up, pick that up. And I'm like, what, what? And I pull up you guys. They were three hula hoops. And I was like, what do I need these for? And the angels were like, your org field. And I thought, oh my God, the org field lesson, how perfect. Because really, truly, when I have students stand in the middle of the hula hoop and then they hold it up, that's pretty much how far out the uh, the auric field goes. Your auric field can stretch out of your body, well, really far, truly. But usually it's about, you know, three, I would say well, I'm an adult, so I'd say three feet out on either side. But as far as you can hold your arms out to the side, either side, that's as far out as it typically is and goes. Now, the interesting thing is you can move your auric field. I know some people that when they when they go into a crowded room, they push their auric field way out so they can kind of have this protective field up and out. And I'm of the other side. I like to squish it in like a wetsuit, like pull it in tight so nobody can rub up against it. Now, why is that? It's because if my auric field is going out as far as my arms can reach, and your auric field is going out as far as your arms can reach, and everybody else in the room has their auric field out that far, we don't even have to come in close contact. We're kind of brushing up beside each other, and all your unfinished stuff that you are emotionally carrying around or energetically carrying around is out in that field. Now, why is that? Now, well, it's out in that field. And then if I brush by you, I can pick it up if I'm not paying attention because I am a natural healer. Well, I think a lot of us are. And we just want to help, right? The empaths, I call God's little vacuum cleaners because they're always picking up the negative energy and sorting it, even if they don't realize it, which is why then they go home exhausted. But so what the deal is with this is that when you're you have experiences in life, you get opportunities for lesson and it, the lessons come and they hit you energetically and emotionally. And if you don't deal with it, then it'll hit you mentally and then physically too. And it'll really register in your field. More on that later, trust me. You know, this is such a long, listen, I am not going to run out of things to talk about in this podcast because there is there are so many topics I'm telling you. And I'm like, how do I weave them all in? Well, we just have to do the baby steps because I'm just kind of that, <laughs> that bit about it. So your org field is kind of out side of your, it is outside of your physical body, you're cruising along and you're, you know, picking up other people's energy. Now, let me give you an example of this. Golly, 
I remember one time early in the work, like, like I said, I call everything I do the work, early in my awareness to what was actually happening, not in my lost years of like drifting along, um, I went to the movies, right? And we, uh, where I live, we have this really cute little old movie theater. And I went in kind of towards the end of everybody getting seated. The place was packed. So I, as I went down with my snacks, because I remember the food thing, <laughs> have my little snacks, my popcorn and my licorice and my water, whatever. I, I'm heading down the aisle, the middle aisle. And the further along I get, now I went in jazzed because I'm stoked to see this movie, but the further down the aisle I get, I'm noticing, oh my gosh, I am slogging along. I'm feeling really, really tired all of a sudden. And I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute. And then I stopped, I turned around, I went back towards the door, the front door, which is actually in the back which is always funny in my opinion, go back to the doorway. I take a big breath. I inhale and I exhale and I release all whatever I had picked up um, out in that breath. Doesn't that sound familiar? Like sitting in stillness, inhale, pulling my energy in and exhaling, pushing all that gunky energy that I'd picked up up to the heavens to the angels to cart away and recycle as positive good thoughts and everything. So I set the energy off with intention. Very important people. You don't want to push it into Mother Earth. She's got enough going on. And and you just really do have to send it specifically with direction. So I always ask the angels to take it and they are such pals. <laughs> They're like, yes, we'll take it. We'll recycle it, um, refabricate it. So Remember how I said a couple weeks ago, you're going to like this sitting in stillness, that little bit, the breathe in, you know, I recognized I was like, whoa, exhausted. So breathe in, pull in my energy field. And in that moment, um, you know, pulling my energy to back to myself, exhaling down and, but also lifting that energy, any disgruntled energy up to the heavens. I also asked the angels then after I'd given them the, the this crap, if they would shower me with light, please just shower me with light and cleanse and clear my auric field so that I can be clean and just me again. They did it. It was immediate. I felt refreshed right away. So now with my intention, with my breath, you know, not really like that. I exaggerated for you, but in the moment I was like, okay, with my breath, intending and directing my auric field to be sucked up towards me like a wetsuit. And then I just breathed and walked normally. Now I set the intention that the, the wetsuit auric field would be that way for the whole movie while I was in this place. So then I sat back down the aisle and started walking down and to find a seat in the very packed auditorium or movie theater, really. And actually it used to be an auditorium way back in the day. So, um, and I went back to, I found a seat and I was fine. I was fine. And my energy was sharp. I was ready. I was excited, ready to go. It was a huge lesson. Try this on your own. Next time you're feeling a little overwhelmed and exhausted, step out of the room that you stepped into, take a big breath in, collecting yourself, clearing yourself of all the weird energy, 
exhaling down while sending up the gunky energy to the angels, asking them to recycle it. Breathing in, asking them to shower you with white light, healing light for your org field to cleanse and clear it. And then sucking your org field in like a wetsuit so that you will not be affected by a crowded space wherever you find yourself. I think the biggest key is to realizing when you're... <laughs> When your energy is uh, kind of mucked up or scattered. Okay, you know how to feel scattered energy, right? This feels like you're easily distracted. You're, I mean, for me personally, personally, I'm bumping into things. You know, you have scattered thoughts. Your mind is elsewhere, literally, as well as figuratively. You are really not in the present moment. You're worrying about the past, maybe, or the future, maybe. You are not here now. This happens also when you worry about others, your energy gets scattered. Where thoughts go, energy flows. So that's how psychics can read at a distance and tune into people's bodies and their surroundings. You know, I travel, astral travel, but I can also, you know, just project not just my my soul's essence, but I can project my visual field and everything into other people's spaces when necessary. But when people do this, when psychics do this, or even when you do this, I think we're all psychic, by the way. I mean, we're all, you know, psychic, I've told you is from the word psyche, meaning soul. So we all have souls, obviously, but we all have the skills to use our soul at this greater depth than I think we do. Um, so the thing is, is as a as a psychic, though, I know that I have to come back to my body. I know that I have to disconnect from wherever I've gone, whether it's into spirit realm or reading a person at a distance or reading a person when they've come into my treatment room or working with students while I teach them Reiki. I constantly am <laughs> looking in their fields and checking things and everything, looking in pat their past lives and all that stuff. And I always have to come back. And when the session is over, I have to disconnect from their energy field and I have to cleanse and clear. I ha you're going to hear me say this a few more times in future episodes, but I have to disconnect because otherwise I'm like constantly have this thread going out to them, thinking of them. For those of you that have done um, various, you know, psychic development classes, there's also this thing called chords. Listen, when I first heard of them, I was like, this is kind of weird. And what it is, is it's just, just this energy thread that goes out to the people that we worry the most about. So uh, no surprise when I first, uh, you know, checked myself for chords and went through a meditation or had someone else and had someone else at another time check me for chords. Like, where are my thoughts going out to? Of course it was family, you know, my mother, my parents, um, you know, so it was, I was losing a lot of energy as I go through my day thinking about everyone else or worrying about everyone else. This is how your energy can get scattered. And this is how we, we travel energetically to those places. You know, you think maybe you'd think this, maybe you think, oh, I was just had my mind on them. And I beg to differ. I think you go far more than just your mind. I feel that you, you're energetically going to and emotionally going to, and those are real components of your whole entire self. So if you're not all collected in your own physical body in the moment, dang straight, you're going to be a little distracted or, you know, mind in the soup and, you know, brain fog or cobwebs and everything, you know, um, 
when I when, when I teach my psychic development class, I teach this part that says, um, I release and detach all energy that is not mine. I claim back to me all energy that is in truth mine and let it be cleansed or dissolved by the light upon its return to me. And so it is. So sometimes I energetically have to do that at the end of the day to really, you know, uh, cut my energy off from worrying about clients or my family or future projects. Listen, this can go in any direction. This can be people, places, and things. You know, in those moments where I'm feeling scattered or <laughs> bumping into things, you know, I bump into things all the time at home. You know, my family's like, God, she's such a klutz. I am a klutz. You know, I'm the girl that always fell down the stairs. Listen, nothing bad, right? I just would like follow my bum and be you know, pump, pump, bump a couple steps coming down. Because usually I wasn't there. I wasn't all in my body. I was constantly talking to the spirit realm, you know, just having my own chat or chatting with the dog. So I wasn't in my body. And now as I've gotten older and wiser, I've learned like, oh, golly, notice those moments. Notice those moments. So I invite you to notice those moments when you're distracted, when you can't focus, do you need to just take a minute, maybe go quietly into another room so you can kind of focus in on where is my energy? Who am I worried about? Where am I still thinking of? You know, and, and take the time to, if it's a person that you're worried about, just send them light and love and, you know, offer up a, a prayer for them. Uh, Thich Nhat Hanh wrote the energy of prayer, fabulous. I encourage you to read it. Um, prayer is real. And so, if you're concerned about someone and you're realizing your energy is scattered because you're, you've got them on your mind too much, call them, <laughs> call them, spend time with them, but then create your energy boundaries so that you can come back and focus in on your day. Um, if that's what you're choosing to do, I'm just saying, listen, if you don't want to be so scattered and your energy really needs to be full on in the moment for what you're trying to accomplish, then, then go for it. Check it out realizing like, oh, something's up for me now. I need to take a break. I need to pull my energy back in. And, you know, how do you do that? You just energetically disconnect with intention. So you can imagine, like you can close your eyes and imagine, wow, I've got all these like light cords and light threads tethered to other people. I'm just going to kind of cut them <laughs> right here, send them love and light, all those people, you know, the concerns about the planet, the concerns of all, I'm going to send them all love and light. And I'm just going to wash myself with angelic light, ask the angels to douse and cleanse and clear me. And I release and detach all energy that is in truth, not mine. I claim back to me all energy that is mine and let it be cleansed or dissolved by the light upon its return to me. And so it is. Now, interestingly enough, you might find that the people that you've been so worried about are all of a sudden going to get their act together. Because you know why? Because if you energetically care for them, too much and hold on to them. They cannot have their energetic space to do their own work. Um, there's going to be some of you that disagree with me on that, but I'm going to stand my ground in that. There's different ways you can help them and we'll get into that another time, maybe a few lessons from now. But I just want you to recognize this week. Another thing to recognize this week is, are you feeling scattered? And is it because your energy is, you know, is it tethered elsewhere? Is it too, are you, are you off in 20 directions and you need to take a breath, breathe it all in, exhale, ground your energy, cleanse and clear, 
and refocus. Do you remember last week how I said, I'm going to teach you some things and you're going to be like, okay, I don't want to do it. But like the karate kid, I'm going <laughs> to ask you to do it because later on you're going to go, oh my gosh, I didn't know I needed it for this. That is Vipassana right now. Vipassana meditation, remember? I went over that earlier. It's a method of psychic development that I use. It strengthens your energetic impressions and your reaction time. Um, it, it just is, uh, <laughs> sorry. I'm like also talking to spirit. Can you tell that? So yes, it strengthens your energetic connection to the people around you, the things around you and <laughs> all good things. Listen, I am not editing this out because, you know, chatting with them while talking to you is just hilarious to me. Anyway, Vipassana, it, use it. I'm telling you, practice, practice, press practice. It's excellent for empaths and also, sadly, I have to say victims of abuse or trauma. Anybody that has had to or felt they shut down their energy field or their connection to their emotions and bodily sensations as a means of protection or out of habit. Because why is that? Because sometimes if you can't sense your energy field, you can at least sense the effects that it picks up by way of the sensations that hit your um, physical field, even though there's no physical um, contact happening. It's an energetic contact that's happening and your body has a physical sensation to it. You with me on that one? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Vipassana meditation trains you to notice the subtle sensations that your body is experiencing, thereby heightening your awareness to your sensitivities in the moment. Now, I, could you tell I was reading that? I was, because I was like, oh God, don't forget this. You just want to say it just like that. So that's how I wanted to say it. Um, and so now I'm going freewheeling. So what it does is, I have to tell you this story. It's fabulous. Um, one time, I think it was the first time. Yeah, the first time I was in Glastonbury, England. Woohoo! I love Glastonbury. I love England. Um, I, early in the morning, decided to go to the Abbey, the Glastonbury Abbey. It's the ruins. And I stepped through the big giant, you know, stonework archway entrance. And <laughs> kind of much like that movie theater experience, the more I got in this time, the more I wanted to throw up. I was like, whoa, what is happening? Now I knew it was energetic. I knew it wasn't something I ate the night before, but just to check, I turned around, walked right back out to the street and I was fine. Stepped in, felt sick. Stepped out, and I was fine. Stepped in, felt sick. Stepped out, I was fine. It was hilarious to me, right? So I was like, okay, I'm out now. I'm out in the in the uh, streetway, and I'm like, okay, clearly there's something going on here. Okay, I can take this. I can take this. So I step in to the whole Glastonbury Abbey experience, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. I've got this con. Okay, so I said, okay, right. I'm asking now because this is an energetic sensation that hit me that became a physical response to the energy of Glastonbury Abbey. Yeah? Okay. 
because there's nobody out in in the abbey punching me or you know creeping me out it was the energy of the place that gave me a physical sensation on my body so i you know paid the little ticket to go through the runes and i'm sure i looked green but i wasn't i'm sure and i said in my mind okay to my highest knowing right to my highest knowing where should i go now, listen, I didn't just throw this out to anyone or anything like, oh, where should I go? Thinking, where should I go? I asked my highest self, where should I go to kind of unravel this nauseousness? And I felt a pull with my body. Now, why did I know I felt a pull? Because I was very connected to the subtle sensations on my body because I had done a lot of apasana. No, because I, I just know how to do that. <laughs> But Vipassana gets it really strong. Trust me, that's why I'm encouraging you to do it. So I was pulled off to the right. So I follow this path off to the right. And the closer I got to this little round building, you know, kind of a dome-shaped building, I was like, or stone structure, not really a building. It is a building. Um, the more I was like, oh, I'm going to throw up, I'm going to throw up. And I was like, okay, wait, wait, this is it. It was pulling me there. I took a breath and I said, okay, can I cleanse and clear now? And it was like, nope, not yet. And because it was not I, at that point, I wasn't asking like a spirit per se, but I felt a spirit show up because I felt the energy of someone next to me. And I looked in my mind's eye in my psychic awareness and there was a, a little friar. <laughs> I was like, OK. And he's like, no, not yet. You can't clear it yet. So he has me walk up to the inside. I go in and I'm like, what is this about? And then I read the little uh, placard, the plaque, and it says this was the oven baking place where they made all this bread and they mostly ate bread and this was the place and that was their basic food staple forever and blah 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 and all this stuff and I laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed and I realized I think I said to this friar guy that was next to me I said was I a friar here and it was just this awareness of yes now whether I or not I was wasn't big to me it was really the connection of I could relate to the fr friars here but why did I laugh? I mean, they were friars to me. I hope they're friars. Why did I laugh? Because people, I am gluten intolerant in this lifetime. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, that's why I can't, you know, bread just does not sit right with me. That does not sit right with me. And the second I had that realization, the energy of the experience cleared so that I no longer felt sick to my stomach. Now, I think that is just something else, right? Just really something. So I was able to notice this experience in Glastonbury because I had worked so much to, to become aware of the subtle sensations in my energy field. And it heightened my awareness, my soul awareness of this particular area of, um, psychic awareness, psychic development, if you will. Um, and so you, you can really use this kind of like, how is my auric field? How is my energy field? Whether it's not, it's just your aura, but, or your whole field throughout your whole being, how's the energy of myself having a reaction to this place? You know, like, uh, glass Mary could be uncomfortable feelings. You've also, I'm sure some of you have also had it when you step into a room, you're like, Oh, this doesn't, I don't want to get, I don't want to stay here. Now there's no physical smell that's making it seem that way or anything. It's just this, my body just feels like exhausted or drained or uncomfortable. This is why I can't go to places like Auschwitz. I have, um, 
old family history members that passed there and there, I can't, there's no way I, I'm sure I would feel it way too deeply. I feel it when I project myself and imagine going through the, the tragedy and the, and I, and I try to lift it up in prayer and everything and send out the healing, but that's as close as I can get. So anyway, I'm saying you could too, I'm sure. Um, you can also use, uh, it, your sensorial perception of your org field by noticing when you meet someone, do they have great energy, like my holy lady, or, or just like a lovely soul, like you've met lovely souls where you're like, oh my God, they, like before they even start talking, you're like, who is that? I want to know them, not because how they look or whatever, but because they, you're just like, something's radiating over there. Something makes me feel good. I want to go towards that. Or conversely, nudgy energy. Like, I don't trust that person. I don't even know why, but it's a, it's, um, you know, it hits your auric field. Then sometimes it can be a sense or a sense on your, in your gut feeling, which is, um, a different experience, but psychically, and we'll get into that. But, but also I'm saying that sometimes you can just feel it by brushing up to their energy field. They're like, ooh, somebody gives me the pricklies, you know, or it just feels funky or someone gives me goosebumps. It's good. You can also use this kind of experience when someone tells you a falsehood. I remember I had come off the 10-day uh, Vipassana meditation uh, retreat technique. Do you remember I told you I did 10 hours a day silent meditation? That was really hard for me. 10 hours a day for 10 days. That was something. So, um, but it was beautiful. You come out the other end, so transformed. I was like, whew, flying out of my body, transformed, which is, you know, that's my mode. <laughs> that's my normal state. But anyway, I was really empowered with the ability to pick up the subtle sensations on my body. And I remember, um, I was really keen on and aware when people were not telling the truth. I was like, whoa, it, it like it left them as an energetic and I picked it up as an energetic. And I was like, wow, for me, it was like a science experiment, a really cool energetic science experiment. So I um, invite you to explore this development of a closer relationship with your org field by way of working with the Vipassana meditation technique, but also paying attention, knowing that your org field is, you know, arms length out from your body. Practice moving it in and out. It's with intention. Perhaps you've developed the um, clairvoyance where you have the gift of sight or the, and I'm going to say gift. I can't believe I said that. Can you believe I said that? Where you have the skill of sight. Yeah, baby. Um, we can develop this, babes. We can all develop this. Um, and pull your org field in or move it out now. I'm so sorry. I just keep laughing. You can try this with friends. How? Because you can sense the energy of your body or someone else's body with your hands. Your hands um, are great receptors. We use it in uh, Reiki when we're scanning chakras and energy fields and teaching all of this. Um, so you can also uh, so you can take, I'm so sorry. Okay. Can you guys be, I'm talking spirit realm. Could just hold that thought, hold that thought. I just want to finish this thought. Sometimes I get bombarded. Right. So, um, you can close your eyes. I do this with kids when I'm teaching kids Reiki and with parents, close your eyes, put, uh, socks on so nobody can hear you coming and slowly, uh, have someone move towards you with their arm, hands outstretched to see if you can sense 
when they're really close and kind of touching your auric field. This is a really fun thing to do. You can play this with your kids. I used to play the darndest psychic development games when my kids were little. It was the fun play date at my my house. And uh, we always had a great time. I don't know how much of this I did with their friends, you know, but we did it with our kids and, uh, you know, to just kind of sense when someone's in your arc field, you can do that eyes closed again. Don't forget. It's great fun. Um, just see how it goes. Listen, if you don't get it right, it's a learning skill. Like, Hmm, I wonder why, you know, was I too eager? Was I expecting it to be different? So eager, over eagerness expectations, you got to drop those. Um, remember that that's a little hint for what's yet to come. Uh, so close your eyes, sense it with your hands and see from going in towards their back, going in towards the front of them, whatever. Uh, also too, you know, you can try this with, uh, on your own at the grocery store. Remember when I said you were like, what if you meet someone and they're giving you energy energy or you're like, oh, this isn't right. Or what, how about my bread story in Glastonbury, right? Well, I do this at the grocery store and uh, you can pick up a product and kind of, well, before you pick it up, stand in the center of the aisle, you know, take a good cleansing breath. Remember? Yeah. I- inhale, sucking your energy in, you know, white light coming down, clearing you exhale, you know, breathe it out and release anything. Cleansing your auric field, setting the intention that I'm going to see if this, uh, you know, product is right for me, whether it's food or a cleaning agent or anything like that. You pick it up off the shelf and you hold it to your stomach to say, is this right for me? Does this give me strength or is this deplete my energy? You know, is this good for my body and my home or, or not so good? And just see how it makes you feel, you know, just try to see how it makes you feel both physically, but also energetically. Do you feel like I'm pooped or wow, I'm jazzed or this feels good, you know? <laughs> all that kind of stuff. So these are your, um, your things to try. You can also, when you hold it to your tummy, you can say, you can say to your highest self or to God, is this for my highest good to have this? And (laughs) of course, sometimes they'll say, yes, that ice cream is a really good idea right now because it tastes really good. They'll concur on stuff like that. It won't always, you'll surprise yourself. You just have fun with this. You know, maybe you make a go of it one day or for a week or whatnot and see what you come up with. But but this will also help train you for future lessons on the voices in our head, which we will get to and who's talking, who's saying what, who. But this week is about energy. Next week is probably about chakras. But um, this is uh, some good, tr- you know, things to try on your own. So I used to work on horses and I would do healing work on them. I would use Bowen, actually uh, equine muscle release therapy on them. But before I worked, um, usually for the sake of the owner, the horse, horse owner, the horse human friend, I would check the horse's auric field, but I wouldn't just do it with my hands. I would use these copper dowsing L-shaped rods, L-shaped dowsing rods that a friend of mine had made for me. I cannot remember her name. She's so cool. She was in the Bowen world. And um, I would use these L-shaped copper rods and step, be far away from the horse, have the horse broadside to me. And then I would set the intention that the rods would splay when I felt the horse's auric field. I would walk towards the horse and invariably um, one of the rods would splay where the auric field began 
but the other one might go way all the way into the horse without moving. And usually that was the area that the horse was um, hurting, right? Pretty cool, huh? I remember one time there was this one horse and I had just come to the horse and hadn't taken the rods out. And I went up to the owner and I said, um, okay, getting the permission to work on the horse. And then I asked the horse in, in its heart, in my heart, its heart, can I work on you? And I do this while I'm outside of their org field. And while my org field is not brushing up to theirs, so I'm giving them space. And the horse, I got a clear yes. And I went in immediately to where the horse was, had been injured. You could see no injury on the horse whatsoever, but the owner was amazed because she said, oh my gosh, that's where the car hit the horse. The injury had happened, uh, quite a bit earlier. I don't, I can't remember if it was months or whatever, but to show her what I was seeing visually psychically and sensing in the horse's auric field, I pulled out the rods and showed with the rods and that rod on the right side, cause it was the um, haunches, that rod on the right went right to the horse where the other one splayed out um, because the auric field was more at ease and comfortable and still established in the upper part of the horse, but it was the back part that the, the auric field was close to the body because it was hurting. The horse was hurting. So um, this was a really cool thing using the uh, copper dowsing L rods. Then I, of course, used the L rods when I was teaching my empath class and my Reiki classes, and we would uh, use them on each other to show how we would um, extend our arc field out and then shrink it in and pull it back with intention, you know? Uh, so this was always great fun as well to see the difference. And oftentimes we would have the person write it down on a piece of paper, whether they were going to extend it or shrink it in so that it was already established in their mind what they were going to do. We didn't know. And then we would go in with the L rods. And sure enough, every time they revealed exactly what the person was up to. I want to talk about positive energy. I love positive energy, right? Now, <laughs> you can get positive energy by... Um, hanging around positive people really that's true watching positive things on the television or movies or whatever having positive thoughts yourself going out in nature breathing it in counting your blessings um noticing the blessings of the the world you know really focusing on all the good and not really focusing on that which you can't control but also noting when things are upsetting to you what you can do to help bring about change. We can all, you know, do something usually at some time. But also, I just want to talk to you um, briefly about the importance of the energy of joy. And the the reason for that is, you know, sometimes this is a decision. Now, sometimes it's not, and there's other things going on, and you need to maybe go to a doctor and check out what's going on, especially if there's depression or whatnot, or, you know, are you just unhappy? We'll get into that more later too. I mean, is it because you're not really paying attention to your own heart's desires? That's where that subject could go off on. But but setting the intention of joy during the day is a great way to start the day is to do the sit in stillness and then just say, I'm just going to bring the energy of joy to my heart, feeling joy from the heavens or feeling joy from the earth or imagine a beautiful scene in nature or something or someone that, that reminds you of joy or brings you joy or bringing up, conjuring up that joy within your own self by 
creating those elated feelings. And then, you know, kind of wrapping that in your energy field as your uh, intention for the day is I'm carrying this joy. I'm going to live, live and thrive in this joy throughout the rest of the day. That's another thing I want you to try is to set the intention of like, I'm bringing joy into this experience and see how that goes for you. You know, it, it, there's, I've been, <laughs> I've had some curmudgeons in my life. And I, sometimes when I do this whole, you know, bringing in and reigning in the energy of joy, it affects how I interact with them. And I haven't gotten bamboozled by their state of being. I've been helping in a way, not necessarily trying to, but transform them to my state of being, you know, lifting up the room. I often have to do this, uh, you know, sometimes when I, you know, start talks or do talks or whatever, I don't do them on my own. I, I surround myself with the angelic realm and I ask them to speak, you know, spirit to speak through me and everything. But I definitely, um, you know, give credit where credit is due. And so sometimes in those moments where I need joy through the day or need joy in the moment or to start the day or choose to start the day, um, because uh, then I have to call on it. I really have to call on it and instill it and impregnate my day with it and intend for it to happen because I'm an Aquarian and I'm a humanitarian. So it's easy for me to see all the, the woes in the world. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a, golly, I'm, I don't know. What am I? <laughs> um, so what I'm trying to say is, yeah, I can have a bad day as, you know, much as the next guy, but, but some days it's really important to go, I'm going to be focusing on the joy today. And again, it's that, imagining that energy of joy, conjuring it up, whether by imagery or uh, a, a memory and wrapping it in your energy field. I want to thank Anchor by Spotify. I'm so stoked that you are a way to create my podcast and it's so dang easy. Anyone can do it. You should look into it if you've been inspired to have your own podcast or, or like me, want to just share some of your knowledge with people that are up for listening. I hope today's session on energy has given you a little insight into self-care, especially if you are highly sensitive or empathic or just staying tired after working and being around other people, you know, working around other people. Um, the, the intention was to bring you into some practices to really pay attention to your soul awareness in this situation of energy, in this um, category of energy. And and how to um, work with it and just benefit from a closer relationship with it. And I hope you got something from today's session. I think the greatest gift you could give yourself in our world is to be fully present body, mind, heart, and soul. And I'm here to work on the soul part. Thank you so much for tuning in. You've been listening to Soul Awareness with Constance Mesmer. Legally speaking, this podcast is presented solely for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not intended as a substitute for medical diagnosis, treatment, or the advice of a physician, psychotherapist, or other qualified professional. You should not use this information to diagnose or treat a health problem or condition. Always check with your doctor. Thank you.